Hello and welcome to Our Lost Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at The 100 Script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. Her name is Brittany Ray. She is a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful, post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. She likes badass milfs and long naps. She's on Twitter at at Britannia, where she can be found attempting journalism and talking about her cat. Welcome to the third installment of our Season 1 Spoilers sections. This is a series in four parts. If you've listened to all of our podcasts in their entirety, you're not missing anything by skipping this series. These are all things you've heard before. You can re-listen for the fun of it if you want, though. I'm not the boss of you. The purpose of this series is for those people who may not be caught up who've been skipping the spoilers sections. We've compiled them here for your convenience so you don't have to go searching for them. You're welcome. Please be warned that from here on out, the whole series is fair game. Let's get started. This is the spoilers section for episode 115, Homecoming, featuring Scott. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Um, and now we play our hold music, which our friend Sarah sung for us. Spoilers. I don't think she even knows that we've done that either. Spoilers. Well, I assume, like, it's been such a long time, it's like, Sarah, catch up. <laughs> this is why I came on your show, because I like your spoilers, so. Thank, thank you. Thank you. We, we used to sing the Jeopardy theme song, but, um, Robin got tired of that. I, it took too long to edit, because everyone <laughs> just went at different times. <laughs> Wait, hard. so, uh, now we, um, get to talk about spoilers, thank God. Yeah. I wait all podcast for this moment. Exactly. Um, let me see if I've got some numbers things. First of all, the thing about the copier. I have that there are four guns in the case, and so they're talking about how there's going to be four people around the perimeter, and uh, yeah, mostly just the fact that there's four guns for numbers. Uh, I... They really did do the 815 one purposefully, so that's mm-hmm. a good There's one. also four uh, ace cards on Boone's shirt. Too, I picked up on that. True, true, true. And there was <gasps> That's there's a good four one. scratch marks on Ethan's face. Yeah. Mm. <gasps> you found more than one. <gasps> Big four episode. Hey, I saw those on Lost PDI. I just didn't say them. Okay. I noticed them all by mm-hmm. myself. I swear. Mm. All right, all right. Points, 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 points. Many points. This episode is number fifteen in the season. Mm-hmm. Okay. No. Does that count? <laughs> yes. No. <laughs> okay. For spoilers, we're talking about amnesia and so the episode that we figure all this out is maternity leave fun fact just it's not really a fun fact it's just like an anecdote about me uh, maternity leave and stranger in a strange land are the two episodes that i can't just watch over like if someone was just like watch a lost episode i would never choose maternity leave or stranger in a strange land because maternity leaves terrifies me why because it's just, like, a lot of, um, like, she's having these, like, flashbacks of her trauma, and, like, usually you see, like, a needle going into her stomach all the time, and, like, big scary sounds, I'm always just, like, hard pass on that one. Yeah, the sound effects on that episode were really, really weird, how it's, like, a nice life slash mm-hmm. mixed with her screaming, and, yeah, no, no thanks. Yeah. No. Don't like it. But that's how I am with Fire and Water. I, yeah. That episode yeah. is horrible. Why do you hate you that episode so much? What happens in that that's episode? That's the one where you, you gotta baptize the baby, Charlie. Yeah, he has, like, a dream, and then, uh, basically he, like, tries to steal- He, like, starts a fire, I think. He starts a fire, and then he steals Aaron so that he can- Yeah, he just yeah. goes nuts. In and then two. that's when Locke punches him in the face, and- Yeah, he gets really jealous of Locke because Claire's hanging yeah. out with Locke. It's really weird. I, just, I hate that. I'm like, why does everyone think that people are dating Locke? Exactly, and, like- <laughs> 
ew, age difference much, but no, it's just weird. It's like, why do you guys have to make Charlie look like a jerk? Yeah. You know? He has issues, especially in that episode. Yeah. For sure. I, comp- I must have blocked all of that out. Another really great spoiler moment is when uh, Jack says, well, if I give out guns, people could get scared and shoot each other accidentally in the forest. And I'm like, wow, did you mean Shannon's death? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Stop! Literally what happens to Shannon. Hey, how close are we to Boone fulfilling his red shirt prophecy? Um, we are... Okay, so next episode is Outlaws, and then we have in translation, numbers, and then I think it's deus ex machina, do no harm. Do no harm is when Boone dies. God, who are we going to make fun of after that? No. I guess we make fun know. of Shannon up until she... Let me make sure I was yeah. right. Yeah. I yeah. Was, yeah, I was right. I just love Shannon too much to make fun of her. So you like her? See, I love I, Shannon. Uh, you know, I could have handled Boone for... for couple more scenes is but just not her like i like maggie i like shannon's character development because she kind of goes from like someone I, I guess it's like i relate to it is like i would have no idea what purpose i would serve on a deserted island and so like it takes them a while to understand who shannon is and like what her journey is but i feel like by the time you get to the end of shannon she's comp- become like a more well-rounded person i guess yeah you're right it's just at first how she just, ah, just she craps on every yeah just the screaming yeah. she hates everyone everyone cra- and then when she craps on everyone else and then you say one thing to her and then she hates you and eh, you know mm-hmm. yeah no she plays the paris hilton completely at first and yeah you're right i am wrong oh my god the paris hilton but see paris hilton's had like a whole comeback story so there you go there we go another thing that i wanted to point out is when uh we were talking about how, like, would Ethan give them information? And I definitely think he wouldn't have because we even see another other being taken in another other. and being tortured for information. And he doesn't give it up until they're like, hey, we know who you are. But, you know, you know ben, Ben's, Ben's a just special breed of that's resilient. Can anyone, you know? can anyone take a beating like Ben Linus, like, ever on television? No. no. Uh-uh. No. There, there has to be, like, per hit count, Ben must be the most punched character in TV history. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who you could argue it gets punched in the face more than him. I mean, I know that there's characters that I'd like to see punched in the face. Archie Andrews. <laughs> Archie Andrews. Archie Andrews. punched a couple times. That was satisfying. Yeah. How do you reboot Archie and screw up Archie so badly that I want to oh. see him punched in the face? <laughs> I just have questions about that. Anyway. So, Ben. <laughs> yeah been um those are all my all my spoiler points um my spoilers like questions mostly were because i don't remember the show so i often like ask robin like questions about what i've forgotten Mm -hmm. but i basically could not remember most of what charlie's story was past this and whether lucy never comes back again right no she's not relevant is she never mentioned again um i don't think so let me go up to lucy's um Lucy's thing here was picked up by Charlie in hopes of getting money from her. Allah, her father Francis. She broke up with Charlie when she found out. Yeah, only appeared in Homecoming. It and it doesn't say that she was ever mentioned again or anything. Oh my god! What is it, and does it even tell you how long they were even in a relationship with? Like they just make it. Nope, seem so... doesn't say. But there, uh, there is a theories page. Oh, ah. there's literally only one theory because no one cares. Exactly. It says her father's company could somehow be involved with Widmore or the Hanso Foundation. But so, you could. Oh. That's, that's very speculative. Yeah, you could have said that about yeah. so many of them, or printing company and the cardboard yeah. and the and the box company that Locke worked for, or something like that, even. I mean, the thing about Lucy wasn't that, like, 
she was a particularly bad character or anything. It's just like, I I can't figure out what her purpose was, and I don't think I ever will. No, I don't think. Oh my god, her dad's page has more interesting things on it than her. Really? Does. Why? Yeah, it just because it has the trivia about how he was buying the paper company. That's the office. Oh uh, yeah. Reference. Wow. Yeah, that's it. This episode was really uh, impactful. Is that it? You no, know, for an episode that I didn't mind, like I wound up disliking a lot about it. <laughs> Actually, after I watched the episode a couple of times, I went online and I found that Damon Lindelof actually said that this was like the mo- like his the episode that he hated the most on Lost. Yeah, that's, I get it. I wasn't even gonna like I don't know because I was just like I don't really get it. Like like I get it because you know the 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 flashbacks were meh, but I definitely don't think it was worse than stranger in a strange no land. not at all and that at was all. the thing i was like reading it and then i was like really like there's a lot of other ones that are way worse too but besides that but yeah i wonder if it's i wonder if it's because like the the writing process for it because you can tell in this episode a lot of reaching had to be done to make the episode happen so i imagine writing it must have been miserable yeah yeah well and even the whole lucy thing like they they had to lay it out it almost seemed like so slow like none of us are ever gonna figure it out like oh look he can't take care of her he'll take care of claire wink wink see what we're doing here people like 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 we're smarter than that exactly which it doesn't seem like that's something that lost would have done like later on down the road like lay it out that thick for us but which makes me kind of wonder if maybe this episode was um a victim of like uh network interference yeah Mm. which often explains really bad episodes of TV, which is, oh, you're being too subtle, or we don't like the way you're doing this. You need to change things. I don't know. I'm trying to find some kind of justification for why Damon Lindelof wrote such an odd episode, and I'm never going to find it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You can do better, my friend. But they do. Uh, Anyway. They do. They do. Yeah. All right, is that it, friends? Might be. Yeah. Okay, well... Scott, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank you guys for having thank me. Thank you. Thank you very much. We'll be this was so you, fun. Uh, we'll be having you again next season for one of them, which I believe is the episode that Ben comes in. You bet yes. it is. Yes. Oh, my God. We're going to have so much fun. Oh, yeah. I handpicked that yes. one big time. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. Do you want to tell us what your Twitter is one more time? Uh, hey, Zamboni guy. <laughs> it's hard to forget, friends. It's, yeah. it's yeah. hard to forget, and I will hear it at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. So... <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, hey, Zamboni guy. Hey, Zamboni guy. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. Um, yeah. yeah. That's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And you can okay. follow at the aficionados on a bunch of places, but mostly Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados. Help us, we're poor. <laughs> Thank you. Robin. Okay, love you. Bye. Love you, love you, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> she yes! said I could. Woo! <laughs> 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 uh, 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 jungle boy. This is the spoiler section for episode 116, Outlaws. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Um, so the first thing we're gonna talk about is numbers. I don't think there's a whole lot in this episode, so let me check. There's a four! There's a four! I got it! It There's a four! Yes, shot four times. That was my only number. Uh, so yeah, go ahead and send in, like, those listener thoughts if, uh, you've found some numbers or whatever that we missed, or doesn't matter. We can also play listener thoughts in the spoilers section.
It's I pretty chill. Some... We're pretty chill. Yeah. About it. I can do whatever. Yeah. We're chill Hit about most. Yeah. Yeah. This is a good talk. Um. Okay. So, I actually had more spoiler thoughts than usual this episode. So this is exciting. Ooh. So the one that I was thinking is that it's like this is his mom, and like knowing that the actual Sawyer is Anthony Cooper is really weird to me. Knowing that that mom, like that Sawyer's mom, was like sleeping with Anthony Cooper, who is Locke's dad. Ugh. Yeah. That's weird to me. That's weird. It's gross. I'm not into it. It feels super incestuous, even though it's absolutely not incestuous at all. <laughs> it's just weird. It's just weird. Especially because he's a jerk, just for the record. Yeah. Oh, Anthony Cooper is, like, also an umbrage of the of the series. Human garbage. Christian Shepard, Martin Kimi, Anthony Cooper. Sometimes there's something really refreshing. And I, you know... As much as Christian Shepard is a jackass, he does have some qualities where you can be yeah. like, oh, okay, this is a well-rounded character. Yeah, and he's a, yeah, he's a great character, yeah. Yeah, but, like, with people like Kimi and Cooper, it's just, like, they're just unrepentant villains. Oh, yeah. And sometimes that's really fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And you know what else I love about this? They're all mm. straight, they're all, uh, straight white men. Yes, thank you for sending that message. <laughs> um... Now I want to talk about the Whispers. So we know what the Whispers actually are. It's like the um, spirits on the island that couldn't move on. And Michael okay. ends up being one of them. Yes, he does. Yeah. That's creepy. Do you want to know about Mary Jo? I sure do want to know about Mary Jo. Mary Jo is the woman on the TV when Hurley wins the lottery. No. Yeah, she's the one who calls out the numbers. <gasps> That's really cool. In two episodes. That's really cool. So, like, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. I think that's the only time that Mary Jo shows up. It's just those two times. That's really neat, though. I love those little things where, you know, you sort of have the obvious connections, which is Christian and Sawyer, and mm -hmm. then those little ones that really make it look like, you know, they were all fated to come together. Yeah. Trivia. Brittany Perrineau, the actress who plays Mary Jo, is the wife of Harold Perrineau, who plays Michael. That's my name. Yeah. But, like, that's Michael's wife. That's really cool. I didn't even know that. Mary Jo is credited as woman in Outlaws and Lotto Girl in Numbers, but not ever by her name. So how do we know what her name is, then? I don't know. I'll never know. Uh, probably in the script sides. Mm, probably. Yeah. Okay, so that's a... Those are some fun facts about Mary Jo. What's next? Those are fun facts. Oh. I love those little universe Easter eggs. The Tampa job. So... Tampa job. I'm trying to figure out if Cassidy... If all this stuff with Cassidy is what happened in, in Tampa. Or if this is just a thing that we'll never know about. I'm just trying to I think out. you'd never know, but you could make that connection and it would make sense. Origin just says United States. Cassidy, blah, blah, blah. Divorcee who fell in love with Sawyer but was conned by him and later gave birth to Clementine. She also became friends with Kate. Okay, but is she the Tampa job? It doesn't tell me where, I don't think... Uh, it doesn't tell me where this happened, but I kind of want to think that it's Cassidy. Yeah, I think that's a that's a nice, well-rounded theory. Mm -hmm. And then it's like nothing could make up for the Tampa job. But, exactly. ooh, you know what I just thought? He says I've never been in love. So, like, ouch. Yeah. Wasn't in love with Or Cassidy. he just lied about that. True. But the thing is that, but like, he didn't lie about killing a man. No, I think, well, but to Sawyer, he'd want to brag about killing a man, but loving someone would make him seem soft. Hmm. Because toxic masculinity is a real thing, people. I see. 
Um, I have him at the bar with Christian. Oh, yeah, so there's this moment in, what's the episode called? It's an Anna Lucia episode, I believe it is, Two for the Road. The two Anna Lucia episodes are called Collision and Two for the Road. I think it's in Two for the Road when we see all these things with Anna Lucia and Christian. Mm -hmm. And there's the moment when Christian is walking into the bar and, like, he almost opens the door on Sawyer. Oh, really? Yeah, and Sawyer's like, hey, what the heck? And then he goes into the bar. And it's like, oh, that Cute. was a well-planned coincidence. Yeah. So that's a thing that happens later. Also, totally forgot about Anna Lucia's thing with Christian. Yeah, that was always think, weird. I have thought... Think I blocked it out. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's just because I've never liked Anna Lucia, and I'm waiting for season two so that I will like Anna Lucia. I'm, like, waiting for Sarah to give me all the reasons to like Anna Lucia. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, I don't know. Either way, Red Sox will never win the series is uh, later in season three... Ben tells Jack that the Red Sox won the series and Jack literally laughs in his face because he's like, you could have picked any other team and I would have believed you. Except that one. Except that one. And then he shows him like the, the, the like actual clip and Jack is like mesmerized. It's great acting by Matthew Fox. And of course, that's such a back to the future moment too. Mm -hmm. It's such a back to the future moment. Yeah. I love it. I love that moment. And then, uh, yeah, the last one I had was just that the person who he read the letter to was not Sawyer. And it's actually Anthony Cooper. And Sawyer does eventually actually get to read the letter to and kill the actual Sawyer. Thank God. In The Brig. An episode but that doesn't really brig. fix any of Sawyer's problems, does it? No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> because murder is not the answer. Exactly. And neither is domestic violence. These are things we've learned. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do as Sawyer does or as his father does. Just don't. Yeah. Thank just you. Don't. Thank you so much, non-existent guest. Yay. Thank you to Robin and Robin's brain and Robin's intense love for Sawyer. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> go. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. That's Britannia. That's my name. Don't worry about it. That's not my name. You can follow at the aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Redbubble, but mostly Twitter. And that's also our Patreon. Yeah. Help us. We're poor. <laughs> She's not wrong. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. 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 I get cramps. This is the spoiler section for episode 117 in translation featuring Rena. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. It's spoilers time. Sarah sings her song. Oh my gosh. Welcome to spoilers. Okay, so now we're gonna talk a little bit about numbers. I think I had two numbers as of right now. Oh, um, okay, so the Flatiron Building in New York City, it's on mm -hmm. 23rd Street. <gasps> uh, it's, he doesn't say that or anything, but it just is. As well as he can only fit four people on the raft. Those are the only spoilers I had. Or the only um, numbers I had. That flat iron fact, like, that broke me as a person. <laughs> Which one? The that they designed it to lift up women's skirts. I was like, are you freaking kidding me? Well, I don't think that's why they designed it. I think it's just how it ended up being. I don't know, man. I <laughs> that's, Those are my thoughts. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. All right, I'm cool, going to start cool. going through all of these things that I have for spoilers. Um, oh, the first one I had was that... Um, Jin says that he wants to own a hotel, mm -hmm. and um, we saw him in, I believe it's And Found, 
where uh, he... <laughs> Sorry, we're being dorks over here. Um, he worked <laughs> at a hotel for a second there, and that's where he, like, almost ran into Sun. Okay. Um, I also have... What changed? Do you want to talk about what changed? Sun says, he used to be better than this. Kate says, what changed? Okay, uh, that made me so angry because she's like, basically just playing the victim and being like, ah, he's just so mean. He just turned into this bad guy. And I'm like, girl, you know what changed? You cheated on him and you were disloyal. Okay, a point though, Jin doesn't still doesn't know that. Yeah, but seriously, come on. What changed? Like, there's gotta be, like, when you think about it, every time someone cheats, they start acting weird. You see it in movies, you see it in real life. There's some weird disconnect going on in the relationship. And it's just this false, you almost can feel it. You know when you just know that somebody's doing something real shady, but you don't know what it is? Mm. I'm sure there was a feeling there. And also, what do you mean, what changed? Like, I just want to say, like, in between all of this, you knew there was something messed up going on. You saw this blood and stuff, but you're still going to go shopping and hang out with your dog and do all these things. And never once did you say, hey, Jin... I noticed that you're having a rough time. <laughs> you came home with blood. Is there something you want to tell me about? Yeah. Like, she just freaks out on him. I don't know. Like, I just feel like if you didn't know what changed, like, make an honest try. Yeah. And try not to be a dick when you're doing it. Because clearly he's, like, having a really rough go of it. Like, mm-hmm. you know he's working for your dad. You know mm-hmm. that. And I'm sure that she knows some shady shit's going on there. Like, and I mean, that's how she learned English. Yeah. Was through Jai Lee. Yeah, so. Mm-hmm. And, like, Jin must be kind of messed up because basically what happened in an episode called The Glass Ballerina, which is, like, probably my second favorite episode mm-hmm. of all time, she is with Jai Lee, and her dad shows up and catches them. Yeah. And so her dad goes to Jin, doesn't tell him that that's what's happening, but that Jai Lee needs to be delivered a message. Jin shows up to Jai Lee's house, pun- then- like punches him a bunch, and then instead of killing him, says, "You need to run away, get out of the country. Nobody can know that you're still alive or whatever." And then when he gets down to his car, Jai Lee jumps off the building onto Jin's car, like, oh, yeah, that with was with up. the necklace that he got Sun in his hand, like that should have messed him up already. Mm-hmm. That should have been it. I mean. But, like, Sun doesn't up. know, like, the problem is the, the, the communication problem. Because Jin knows that he basically killed Jai Lee, but doesn't know that he was, that she was sleeping with him. Yeah. Sun knows that she was sleeping with Jai Lee, and her dad found out, and now he's dead, but doesn't know that it was Jin who messed him up. <sighs> There's just so it's much. Just so messed up. Yeah. And it's like, okay, daddy like... Why are you making him do this then? You're ruining their life. You're going to ruin your daughter's life. Yeah. Like, this is ridiculous. I just... But wasn't his goal to, like, always kind of mess up their marriage? But why would he let her marry him then? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel yeah. like he was like, oh, yeah, I'll get my daughter to marry this guy that I'll groom basically to be me when I'm gone. Which, okay, I mean, I guess in a weird, messed up way, that's yeah. cool. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I guess that's cute for a stepdad. Mm-hmm. But, like... Ugh. Yeah. I kind of looked at it as, like, he had, like, Jin marry her because he knew he could, could control Jin. Ah, uh, yeah, that's fair. Right, because because he's just like, well, if she's your dream... You'll do whatever yeah. I ask. Right? Exactly. Mm. 
Well, and he's a good scapegoat too, right? Yeah. Like he doesn't mean anything to him. And if somebody was to go under fire, just throw Jin under the bus. Like he's replaceable. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the next one I have is that we see Hurley on TV. Um, next episode is when we'll see kind of why Hurley's on TV, mm-hmm. but we see him being like recorded and all of this happening in uh, at the beginning of season two called it's an episode called everybody hates Hugo is when that happens. Um, Love that episode. Yeah. It's a great episode. Now I have one f- about Saeed and Locke and Shannon. I'm not sure. Saeed why. and Locke and Shannon? Why do I have that there? I don't know. That's Sometimes such a I weird combo of people. But it feels like Locke is kind of like, listen, I can't have you distracting Boone anymore. He's my buddy. Can we just, like, I really need to tell you this, Brittany. So, Robin's hmm. birthday party last year. We were sitting <gasps> oh, down, no, having I'm a so great sorry. time. Oh, no, I'm so sorry! I hadn't finished The Lost yet. And I okay. wrote in her card, you're the lock to my boon or something. <gasps> um, and she was like, but they're both dead. No. And I didn't know that Locke died. No. I Robin. still feel bad about it. I still feel bad. <laughs> and it's always funny because she would always be, I'd ask a question and she'd be like, okay, do you want the actual answer? Or do you want to wait and no? Mm-hmm. Or do you want like a kind of half-assed Yeah, like answer? what do you want? And so when she just blatantly did that, totally forgetting that I wasn't there yet, it was hilarious. That's spoiler of all brutal. spoilers. My bad. Still my bad. That's like the, that's gotta be one of the biggest spoilers. That's, yeah, it was brutal. But she told me up front when I told her who all of my favorite characters were, she's like, they all die. What, really? Every, sing- every single one of them died because I needed to know so I couldn't get too invested, yeah. but then I still got Boone, invested. Jin, Locke, Saeed. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, they all die in the end, so. Except for Boone. Yeah. Charlie. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, um, another one that I have is that Jin is like punching the dude and kind of looks up and sees the dude's daughter. And then Jin ends up actually having a daughter and her name is Jiyun, but he never actually gets to meet her. Why don't you, I know you have a rant about Jiyun and the fact that Jin never got to meet her. Now I can't think of it. Can you just refresh? Yeah, it's kind of like about how, so like, long. why did Jin make the decision to stay with Sun when he didn't have to? Oh, okay. Like, I thought it was everyone's like, oh, romantic. She's stay- he's staying with his wife, and they're Even gonna die he's not together. Stuck. Yeah, he's not stuck. And I'm thinking that's incredibly selfish of you, Jin. Like, this is the first time that I honestly was mad at him. Like, I was yelling at the TV as it was happening. So, like, you have a daughter you've never met. Mm-hmm. That's selfish. Now she has to grow up. She's with, an orphan. Well, like, what is she gonna do? Like, it was already bad enough that Sun was the only one raising her, but now <laughs> she has no one. Like, it's not. That's not fair. And he's just like, Meh, well. Eh, I've never met her anyways. I guess I can do without. Like, that's so brutal. Like, after everything, I think Sun should have been like, get the f*** out and go be with our daughter. Because I feel Mm -hmm. like that is how, or at least I'd like to think that if I was in that situation, I'd be like, no, this is totally unacceptable. You go find our daughter and Mm -hmm. you go raise her because she needs you. Yeah. That's wrong. It's like, listen, we've been apart for like, what, three years now? But like, at this point... She's she's older and she wants she needs you. She needs someone and it's just like man. Now I feel she's like the robbed. show forgot that like a lot of them had kids. Oh, I feel like the show really did forget. Plus, Sun pretty much thought Jin was dead this whole time. Yeah, like it's just I I don't know. I'm just I was really disappointed with that and like just the writing of that. Like I thought I think they wanted it to be this super romantic. Like I'll never leave you. Like. Mm-hmm. 
like you know like rewriting the mistake that yeah. um that that bitch made in titanic you know uh-huh. never let go jack yeah no what was the girl's name rose yeah i've rose. never seen titanic okay, okay yeah it's no, don't watch it it's it's a predictable ending yeah <laughs> <laughs> You know the ending already. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, like, there was no reason for that. And I feel like they were trying to make it this really sweet, unre- like, just... And it wasn't mm-hmm. to me because it was dumb. It was silly. You could have had a whole life with your daughter and that would have been worth living. And son should have been like, yeah, go. Yeah. You do you, Jin. Be that guy. Okay, so Locke is making this whole speech about, like, why would somebody deliberately hinder an attempt to get off the island? Well, guess what, Locke? You do. First of all, (laughs) he's already done it once when he, like, smacked Saeed in the back of the head and stopped the triangulation thing from happening. And he does it another two times as well. In Par Avion in season three, he blows up the flame station. And in The Man from Tallahassee from season three, he blows up the submarine. Oh, yeah. Locke does this all the time. He's like, why would somebody deliberately do that, Walt? Yeah, but because no one in their right mind would. Yeah, it's true. And th- that's like kind of a, it's kind of a hint because he's just like, I like it here too. And mm-hmm. it's like, twas you, sir, twas you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I also have one about how she talks about how she was going to leave him. And so I was just kind of going to talk about Jai Lee there and everything. Yeah. Um, but we, we kind of already did, so that's okay. Um, as well as we're meeting Jim's dad for the first time. The only other time that we see him is in... I don't remember what the episode's called, but it's a sun episode where she goes and meets him as well. And yeah, of course he's like, what's your wife like? So I'm assuming that this is before, before or else he'd be like, what's she like? <laughs> I don't know. I just, okay, can I'm we just sure talk about for a second? Is. The fact that that dad is fisherman. Dad is the nicest dad yes. because that mm-hmm. might, Jin might not even be Fisherman's dad, Fisherman's son. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> that might not even be his real son. Oh, yeah. And he takes care of him and gives him advice like this and is mm-hmm. still like, you do you, Jin. I love you. I'm not even mad that you were ashamed of me. I love you anyway. When really, don't you think that Jin's dad should have, like, in right. retrospect, like, if he wasn't sure that was his son, wouldn't that be kind of shameful? But he was always really proud of Jin. Like, it's right, just, because Jin's mom was a prostitute. Was a prostitute. Mm-hmm. And um, was blackmailing Son about it. Yeah. And so Son went and went and talked to the dad or whatever. And he was like, I don't even really know if that's my kid or whatever, but I raised him. Mm-hmm. And. It takes a good dude. Yeah. And now mm-hmm. he's ashamed of me. And then Son chooses not to tell Jin that his mom is a prostitute. Because she wants to protect him. She's See, they're both kind circle. of making the same mistakes yeah. in the relationship with each other. That's why I think they're suited for each other. Because mm-hmm. they have the same tactics, I yeah. guess. I don't yeah. know. It's weird. Um, another one that I wanted to bring up was in... Uh, there's an episode in season two, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe three. That's called DOC. Oh. No, Juliet's in it. So season three. And it's my, called... My child? Yeah. DOC, Juliet kind of guesses when the date of conception was, and she says a day that is happening in this episode. And so, like, Mm -hmm. that's just a blooper, because there's no heckin' way (laughs) that that they did that during this episode. Yeah. It says, in the episode DOC, Juliet estimates this day as the date Sun and Jin conceived. However, this episode shows the two of them on the outs with no opportunities for conceiving, nor on the days immediately preceding or following this day. (laughs) That's so awkward. Uh, I feel like that was just kind of an oops. So 
<laughs> just a little flaw there. Whoops. That's like such a but weird like, thing to like. Is it? Did we? Say. They actually found out that it was Jin's. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, but that's also, I think, the episode where Sun's just like, "Hi, I cheated on you." How ironic would it have been though if it hadn't have been Jin's if and Jin decided to take care of it anyway? Oh. Like how not ironic, but like how fitting would that be? Like it's just like, just yeah, like the way he's a good dude. Did. That's cool. Because I have a feeling that he would have anyway. Yeah. Now I want to talk a little bit more about Lord of the Flies. What else we have here? Simon's not-so-accidental death in the book and Boone's death in the show are also both later rationalized as sacrifices to the island. Oh, God. Uh, Violence from misunderstandings and later cold-blooded murders by characters that once attracted sympathy. Jack in the book, Michael on the show. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, A parachute... A, a parachutist arrives on the island and becomes entangled in a tree. In both cases, the parachutist is discovered by plane crash survivors from the island. However, in the case of the book, the parachutist is dead on arrival, whereas in the show, Naomi is alive. Alter- mm-hmm. Alternately, while not a parachutist, a balloonist arrives on the island and becomes entangled in a tree. In both cases, the deceased is discovered and the dead person leads to a major discovery. No monster or mystical force is terrorizing them in the book, and Ben is not Henry Gale. Benry! Benry. Um, ooh, a character is accidentally killed after being mistaken for a threat. Simon in the book, Shannon in the show. Ugh. Even the weather is similar, heavy rain leading to confusion. I was sad about that, not because of Shannon, but, but because, because of, of Saeed's reaction. Like, what a good actor. Mm-hmm. In both stories, there is a schism between the two characters as they both struggle for power. In both stories, people must ultimately make a choice about which leader to follow. Ooh. So that's a good one. In the season two premiere, Man of Science, Man of Faith, Jack gives a speech promising everyone will be fine as long as they stay together. Locke then announces he is going down the hatch, undermining what Jack has just said, the same way Jack from Lord of the Flies undermines Ralph after Ralph gives the speech telling everyone there is no monster and that they will be fine. So, yeah, there's lots of stuff in here. Wow, they, like, really just kind of rewrote Lord of the Flies. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Lost is Lord of the Flies fan fiction. All right, Rena, thank you so much for being on the pod. We're so excited to have you next next episode, too. Me too. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And me at, at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And me with Rena Catherine on pretty much anywhere as well. <laughs> Uh, you can follow at the aficionados on Twitter and a whole bunch of other stuff. <laughs> you really put effort into that one. Yeah. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the aficionados. If you have any money to spare, please consider donating because we need you. Thank you. Okay, love you. Bye. Thank you. Love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Sawyer, shut up. This is the spoiler section for episode 118, Numbers, also featuring Rena. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Welcome to the spoilers. Because you always sing your own little song. I know, and I put them I put them both in there anyway. Now we don't have to talk about numbers, because numbers are a thing now, finally. Oh, thank How happy God. are you? Uh, okay, what do I have in spoilers? Oh, Mr. Clucks was my first one. Hurley works at Mr. Clucks. Eventually he will quit... Mr. Clucks, and then own Mr. Clucks. He will buy Mr. Clucks, and he will run Randy into the ground. That's divine. <laughs> Beautiful. It will be great. Um. Oh, just the next one is that he says, I put my family through a lot, which is the whole mental hospital thing, which we kind of talked about. Oh, okay, so there are all of these reporters around. I wonder if one of them is Trisha Tanaka. I mean, is she dead? No, just kidding. Not yet. <laughs>
really quickly, I want to talk about A Wrinkle in Time. Uh, it is one of the things Sawyer reads, yes. Later in his Flash Sideways episode, Recon, this book is seen on his dresser in a pile with two other books. As well as number 108 on the lighthouse wheel is Wallace, which is uh, Charles Wallace is the main character of the episode or of the okay. book. Claire, something about how somebody finally needs Claire and she's perfect. Oh, that was me kind of thinking about how Charlie gets really mad at Claire for hanging out with Locke because for some reason everyone thinks that Locke is dating the person he's hanging out, he's with, hanging out with, which is just so weird. Locke why. just has so many sexual vibes happening. That they're like that <laughs> man is dating them all. That man, when really that's coming off Saeed. Like, come on now. <laughs> True. Let's be honest. The smoke in the house looks a lot like the smoke monster. Hurley finds the cable. Like we talked about last time, Saeed found the cable. The cable actually... There's a An airplane plane. going over top of Rebel's <gasps> house right now. <gasps> it's relevant. <gasps> um, but the cable is actually connected to the looking glass, which is where Charlie dies. Let's not talk about that, yeah, though. Uh, true. Um, Sawyer's head hurts. This is set up for Sawyer needing glasses, which is an adorable storyline that I'm obsessed with. Gee, I wonder why. Well, it's so cute because he has his glasses. And Saeed is like a sweet, sweet soul who like welds two things of glasses together so that he can see. And like Jack. It's adorable. They're just, it's so good. I love that storyline so much. They all like come together to help him, even though he's a jerk. Yeah. (sighs) He's one of them. Son thinks he'll never speak to her. Will he go on the raft? First of all, they end up being fine. And yes, Jin does go on the raft. Yes. Yeah. Um. Oh, I had a question about when Hurley was in the mental asylum. I don't think, or I don't, I guess it's not an asylum. It's just a place. Hospital. Hospital. He doesn't actually realize that Dave, does he, re- yes, he does. He does realize that Dave isn't real. So my thought was like, if he, like, maybe he, he's wondering where Dave is, but he, never mind. He learns that Dave wasn't real in flashback. So I'm a liar. Okay, good talk. Locke is talking about how maybe he can help Claire remember slash put together the pieces of her stuff. And Libby's actually the one who ends up doing that. Oh, Libby. And um, Rousseau brings up the Black Rock again, which we still think is just a rock, but it's actually the big boat. Oh, ship. ship. Yeah, that Richard comes on, came on. Oh, Locke makes her the cradle and the cradle ends up being actually really, she uses it for the rest of the series. Mm hmm. And then lastly, the hatch has the numbers on it. And my husband is down there. Yes. And um, uh, we actually see them putting the numbers on that in, I feel like the incident, which is a season five finale, but it might've been a little bit <gasps> earlier than that. No. Actually might've been some like at Hoth, which is also mm-hmm. in season five. But That's such a good episode title. Very, very good episode title slash episode. It's the only Miles episode that, that there is. Yeah. Rena has feelings. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah so anyway the hash is important oh also like those are the numbers that they have to put in the computer and all that stuff so way you go Desmond so yeah those are my thoughts yay those were good ones thanks are we done yeah Rena thank you so much for coming on the episode again Woo! thank you Rena. for having me yay uh, you can follow me personally oh where can we find you Rena Catherine. Rena Catherine with two A's because I'm an angsty teenager. Hashtag long live Taco Bella. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia with an underscore at the end. Uh, you can follow at The Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, 
Redbubble, Tumblr, YouTube soon. You can donate to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash theaffectionados. Any uh, spare dollars that you have, we appreciate very much because it's expensive to do this. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. Bye. I can get out of the way. I'm spry. This is the spoiler section for episode 119, Deus Ex Machina, featuring Metastations, Aaron. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Woo, welcome to the spoilers section. Sarah sings our spoiler song. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. I'm so excited to talk spoilers. So now let's let's begin with our listener thoughts that we got. Okay. Shout out to Angela, who just wrote the most incredible stuff here. She's at RL Writers Block on Twitter, and she decided to DM us instead of email us her thoughts, which is totally cool if people want to do that. And um, yeah, she just sent us this huge paragraph of really smart stuff, so we're really excited to read it out. Ooh. In my opinion, the Sun and Jin relationship is so strained and weird and borderline abusive at first because while Sun is very much a well-rounded character from the beginning of the series, they don't really find Jin as a character until the end of season two. For the first two seasons, I was under the impression they kept scattering ambivalent clues about him because they had no idea where the story would go. I agree. Mm. Yep. By the beginning of the season four, the audience knows Jin is a good dude. Trademarked. Trademarked. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. And his previous weird behavior is retconned, so I wouldn't read that much into his character flaws in season one. On the other hand, Sun never really changes throughout the series, and that is why I can't really forgive the behavior she has towards Jin in season one. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. I, I would argue that I think Sun does change. Yeah. Not as yeah. much as Jin, but I would say she does. Yeah. I, I think she does. Jin has more of a complete arc. Yeah. Jin, there's like more sort of reversals that Jin goes through, but I think Sun kind of, I think Sun sort of like comes into her own and embraces things about herself that she was maybe suppressing or denying earlier on. And that's, you know, that's significant change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's very timid in season yeah, one too, exactly. right? Like she 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 has very clipped wings, and by the end of the season, she's you know kind of this badass, like very outspoken person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay, and then this one is about uh, Shannon and Saeed. I agree with what you were saying about Shannon being the love of Saeed's life on the island, and Nadia being the love of his life before the crash. In a way, also, I don't know how much Saeed has seen Nadia as a real person up till that True. moment. Like, I don't think he ever actually ever thought they would end up together, and that's probably why in the flash sideways they don't. She was maybe an ideal in a way, while Shannon is very real and there and only cares that he sees her as a person, and he says she's not worthless, and I'm crying by. (laughs) 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 But also, that uh, that makes sense to me, because Nadia has always been an idea to Saeed more than a a reality. They only knew each other as children, and then once she was a prisoner and then after that it was kind of just like hope i find her so we can have a real relationship so right uh and then they do they do end up finding each other at the end of season four for those three years but then she ends up dying so yeah um yeah i don't really have anything else to add i think this is a great point yeah i i never liked shannon and saeed but that's a good point Mm -hmm. about nadia being sort of like he he spent a lot of time idealizing her in his mind and you know like sort of romanticizing their past and stuff like that. It's not really built on like that much of a relationship so much as like what she represented to him. So that doesn't yeah. Make sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, a, yeah. And depending on how you 
um, understand the flash sideways. Like if you, it's hard to explain because a lot of people interpret it in different ways. But if Saeed is the one who is kind of manifesting this story for himself, if that's the way that you uh, interpret the flash sideways, then like, I think he always knew that Nadia wasn't his person because Nadia is married to his brother in flash sideways. Right. Okay. That's true. I didn't know that people interpreted the flash sideways as it being each uh, survivor's manifestation. I mean, so th- that's something that people can do. I, I kind of like to do it in, a, in like two different kind of ways. Where it's like okay. I kind of just take two things and put them together. The like, the one that most people believe in. But I also think that some of it is... is uh, self-directed. Self-directed. What, is, what, is the, okay. what are the two ways? So the, two, the first way is that pe- the people are kind of making it up themselves. Uh-huh. And are kind of doing this whole thing. But the, the main way that I can explain the flash sideways is like... Limbo. It's yeah, it's kind of limbo. So so people go here. Um, I want to I want to be able to do this really eloquently. So <laughs> it's like um, it's kind of a, an in between place between between like the beyond and between where they actually live. So the island okay. was always real and it actually happened and everything. Right. And some people went to the flash sideways earlier, and some people went there later. So like you know. Uh, Charlie dies at the end of season three and Jack dies at the end of season six, but Sawyer dies like wherever in the future, but they're all in this place because uh, this is like, they're all waiting for each other so that they can all move on. Okay. Um, So it's kind of like, it's kind of like a waiting area where they just exactly. Yeah. 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 Got it. But then there was also like that theory that like all of them created that area to wait in for yeah. each other, and it's yeah. not that the u it's not the universe's waiting room so much as it's their own created waiting room. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the people yes. who are all in Flash Sideways are like the people who you spent the most important moments of your life with. So there are certain people mm. who aren't there. Like first of all, Michael isn't there, and that's because he's still stuck on the island because he's one of the whispers. Right. Um, yeah. But also, Walt isn't there, and that's because he spent the most important moments of his life. Uh, and I don't. Well, actually, Aaron is there, but he's not in the church with them. Yeah. Um. And so, you know, he ended up spending the most important moments of his life down the line with some other people. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that's Got why it. he's Got not it. there. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. the okay, that was, actually makes a lot more sense. That does. Yeah. That does. Okay. okay, let's move on to the next and then, one. Okay. Also, Saeed's characterization is all over the place in later seasons, in my opinion, because he doesn't seem to have someone who grounds him and who can remind him he is a good man, even though he worked as a torturer and a killer in the past. Hot take, season six, Saeed, who's that? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hot, season six, Saeed is like, uh, we don't know what to do with Saeed, so he's just going to be... But that's because he died and he had to come back to life. Yeah, that was See, that was very strange. If Saeed had just fallen for Desmond like I always <laughs> wanted. Oh my god. That would have been right? amazing. Yes. I know. I could get into that shit. Team for Desmond sure. and Charlie, fam. Team Desmond and Charlie. Okay, but team okay, everyone. But okay, okay. team doesn't like Desmond and Charlie. De- Charlie's like their like their kid. Like, can you imagine Saeed and Desmond being like dads to Charlie? Yes, I like, can, and I love it. Come on. Who doesn't want that? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then imagine, now just imagine, like, Desmond and Saeed going over to Claire and Kate's house, and they bring their kid Charlie to, like, play <gasps> with their kid Aaron. Like, how beautiful I love is that? This. And then Clementine comes over, too. 
Exactly. Yes. They could be like next door neighbors. Yeah. I just, guys, we're geniuses. (laughs) I'm so choked up. This is like such a beautiful vision. (laughs) It's like lost, but make it gay. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Gay lost. But I do absolutely believe like once, I don't think they knew what to do with Saeed. Yeah. After a while, they were like, we need, we need the strong man. And I'm like, no, 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 no. But he's supposed to be the leader. You don't understand. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's like, there's a lot of, there's a bunch of times later on when Saeed kind of gets the idiot ball where it's in a way that's just like really unconvincing. You're like, no, Saeed yeah. is like the smartest, most capable person there. Like, Fully agree. Yeah. Saeed's the most competent person. Why is he going along with a stupid plan? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, it's, you can't just say it's because Jack says so, or it's because yeah. the island wants it. Like, no, yeah. that doesn't work. Like who the f*** is listening to Jack anymore? <laughs> That's not me. I love Jack. I love Jack. He's one of my favorite characters. But who the f***? Nobody should be listening to Jack in the last couple seasons. No. Definitely not. No. No. The minute he started drunkenly crying and saying we have to go back, I think it was time to stop listening to Uh, him. Yes. He needed a get a grip friend and nobody was there for him. And then as soon as he got got back on the island, then it was just like, oh, I am no longer man of science, Jack. Now I am man of faith, Jack. Exactly. And we all know. It's like, okay, here's my, here's my, uh, another like sort of tentative theory I have about lost characters. Yeah. So you're either, you're like fundamentally, you're either a man of science or a man of faith. And bad things happen when you try to be the thing that you're not. So like when Jack Mm. tries to be a man of faith, it all goes wrong. Like he is a man of science. That is not his role. Yeah. And... I don't have another one after that. But I feel so strongly about Jack that I feel like this must apply to everybody. I actually have a really big theory that I read on the internet as well. And I'm not sure if I've told it already or not, but I'll probably keep it anyway. But you should uh, do this last part with of Angela's and then I can, because it, it kind of makes, it kind of correlates. All right. Okay. Finally, I wanted to point out a couple things about the light and dark things, not just about season one, but also for future reference. The man in black and Jacob are twins, the same way Romulus and Remus and Cain and Abel were. Both stories have the something in common with MIB and Jacob's one and with the light and dark theme, in my opinion. Also, most of the philosophical concepts on the conflict between light and darkness stemmed from... Hey, that's a Plot- word I've never seen before. Plotinus. I love that. Plotinus, okay. I think, is how you... Thank you. Plotinus. Good thing okay. you're here. <laughs> okay. Also, most of the philosophical concepts on the conflict between light and darkness stemmed from Plotinus's philosophy. According to him, matter was evil and light was good, which is why we usually make a connection between light and the concept of divinity. I'm not saying the showrunners studied mythology and Greek philosophy when writing the show, but these stories and concepts are so ingrained in Western culture that they probably didn't even realize they were basing their show on them. Hmm. I mean, yeah, that's absolutely what I believe as well. Yeah. So this big um, theory that I read online, and I'm not sure who I can give... Uh, props to on this um but basically it was about how uh jack became the smoke monster after he died um and so the problem was that jacob although he wanted to be on the island the uh the smoke monster didn't and that's why the that's why the island was always having problems because the two people who were the protectors were not coexisting in agreement and yeah okay and so like in harmony yes the way that MIB became the smoke monster was that Jacob pushed him into the light of the island and then he came out and then he died. 
Um, right. And so right. what happened with Jack was that he went into the light of of the island. He came out in the same place that MIB did, and then he died. Mm-hmm. And so there's this theory that Jack became the new MIB and Hurley became the new Jacob. And because Jack decided to, that he wanted to stay on the island and wanted to continue to protect the island, the island was now in harmony because the two protectors were coexisting and everything was good and happy. I mean, that makes a lot of sense with the way that the show is kind of about like, you have to learn how to like reconcile Mm -hmm. your past and like, and, and accept all the bad shit that happened to you or that you've done and stop like like Kate's big problem right is that she tries to run from her past she's always trying to run rather than facing it um Mm -hmm. and like uh and Hurley is trying to sort of like go back like kind of undo what happened to him as a kid by like killing Sawyer as an adult and like Jack's whole thing is that he has to learn to let go and so like that makes sense with sort of like the the core problem that kind of like drives everything with the character stories and the mythology is that you have these two things that that are sort of like denying their connection to each other and their interdependence you know and the problem is that Mm -hmm. you have two things that are interdependent that are trying to act independently that are trying to like um deny their connection and so what you need is for them to you know you need like because like light and dark like the thing about light and dark is that like they are they are each defined in terms of the other right like Light mm-hmm. is the absence of darkness and darkness is the absence of light. Right. So you can't actually, they can't exist one without the other. So Jacob wants to be light and he wants to, he doesn't want the darkness there, but he he's, he's denying the fact that he can't exist without the darkness, right? Like there is no, isn't one without the other. So it does make sense sort of thematically too, to have the resolution be like finally accepting that these two things are, are intertwined and like part of one thing. Mm-hmm. I like this. I love that. Yeah. Because there's like, there's like a, a balance and a coexistence that it finds that, you know, the examples that she just gave never really had. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, there's a, I mean, like the, the light dark thing. I mean, there's certainly like there, I think there's like a lot of examples in Greek philosophy, but there's also tons of that stuff in like Christian philosophy, like Manichaeans are this ancient Christmas Christian sect. Christmas <laughs> Christmas sect. Manichae- so Manichaeans <laughs> are these this ancient Christian sect that basically like exactly like that, like saw the world in sort of black and white. There was like good and there was evil. And they're like the forces of each and they were like absolutely separated. And so you can kind of like there was no gray area. There was no sort of like whatever. So um yeah, so I, I definitely see like those themes running throughout. And it is like, I mean, that's the cool thing about the show, right? Is that like the, the sort of big macro mythology stuff all fits with that. But then also just like the little character development moments also mm-hmm. fit mm-hmm. with that. So it all kind of like comes together. So And you can really apply it to any school of thinking totally. and find examples. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. The kind of like all or nothing idea approach that like is the problem that so many characters have i'm trying to think of like maybe hurley doesn't i think hurley never does have that problem does he has which problem like a, he, he doesn't really have an all or nothing thing no you know? like can you give me an example of another character that does have an all or nothing thing um well i'm gonna say lock lock yeah it's either like lock is either like it's either fate it's either destiny or it's nothing gotcha you know? gotcha like i'm either special or i'm nothing you know there's like he doesn't right. really they're kind of like black and white thinking um okay well then for hurley i might um cite uh the episode in season two called dave when dave is kind of telling him 
he's uh um uh, what's it called? A mental illness. Dave is basically a, the personification of a mental oh, illness. Oh, yeah. And yeah, telling yeah. him right. that he has to eat or else, like, who is he? What's yeah, that's true. And Dave, that's like, tries point. to get that's him to point. jump off a cliff. Yes, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, he's got... Well, and I suppose, actually, like, that's a good point. He's either, like, crazy, the kind of, like, well, I'm crazier and everything that I think is wrong or meaningless versus, like, it's all real mm-hmm. kind of thing for Hurley. Yeah. And then also, like, I could either, like, never touch my money or... Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it, it, it fits with Hurley, too. But he does eventually sort of figure out, like, in the sideways, you know, he, he like, gets to figure out how to use his money for good. Yes. And so he does manage to reconcile it kind of more than some of the others. Yeah. Anyway, I'm just rambling. Yeah, I mean, I think Hurley, more than anyone, finds, like, an absolute peace. Yeah, yeah, yes. exactly. Because at the beginning of this flash sideways... Hurley even says, what are you talking about? I'm the luckiest guy in the world. And it's like, yeah, yeah. this is a manifestation of something that Hurley wanted. Then like, this is what, this is it, you know? Yeah. This is what he made. Yeah. Though would Hurley's goal really be to be hanging out with Ben for the rest of time? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, I don't know if that would be his goal, but like the great thing about Hurley (laughs) is that like, Hurley is able to kind of like accept people for who they are, you know, like he's got that sort of, he's like more forgiving than Mm -hmm. like Jack couldn't do that, you know, because Jack holds grudges. Whereas Hurley's like, he'll just be like, dude, it really sucked what you did before. That was not at all cool. But But I'm still going to hang out with you. Yeah. Like, but you're not going to do it anymore. Right. Like as long as you don't do the thing that I just told you is not cool again, then we're cool. And if we're like still talking about the, the manifestation thing where people make their own flash sideways, it's like interesting to me that Hurley uh, is able to make a reality that he's always wanted and that he feels like he deserves. Whereas Locke is still in the wheelchair yeah, in his yeah, flash sideways. Really and although point. he has Helen yeah. and they're happy, he's still having issues about that until he allows Jack to help him. Yeah. Yeah. But that would also mean in, like, Ben's flash sideways, all he ever wanted was, like, a really simple life. Yeah, he just wanted to be a teacher and help people. He just wanted to, he just wanted to help people and, like, be, God, I remember, I remember when that episode aired, guys, you have no idea how many, like, kinks people had because they're like, oh, I'm suddenly really attracted to Ben Linus. What's going on? And I was like, what? No. (laughs) They're like, oh my God. Professor Ben? And I was like, wait, what's going on here? (laughs) What the fuck? No, that's not okay. (laughs) <laughs> no, it was so funny. That's the one part I remember from Lost airing is like I was around when season six aired and everyone was like, oh, Professor Linus. And I was like, guys, guys, guys I do find please. it very, very fitting that he's teaching like about Napoleon. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's definitely the guy that Ben Linus would be like, that's who he would study is Napoleon. <laughs> oh, Benry, I love you so much. <laughs> Um, I'm going to start going in through some of the notes that I have here on uh, spoilers. So uh, the first one I had was that Locke is kind of hit by a car here and Desmond hits him with a car in the flash sideways. Ah, yes, yes. That was all I was, that was all I was thinking about. He talks about being in foster care and at one point Richard Alpert goes to visit him while he's in foster care. (gasps) Um, uh, Emily is his mom's name. Fun fact, uh, both Locke and Ben's mothers were named Emily. And we also see Emily in a flashback um, when she gets hit by a car, and that's why she has to uh, deliver prematurely as well. I believe that's in an episode in season three called Cabin Fever. Might be in season four. Cabin Fever. 
Maybe people on this show should just like avoid cars yeah. and planes. Yeah. Planes, trains, automobiles. Yeah. Um, just stay where you are. Wherever you are, just stay there. <laughs> Don't Next move. I have some of the bodies that they found, which is Goldie and ends up being Yemi in the plane, uh, Echo's brother. Mm. Uh, from Nigeria and like no they weren't priests but the sad part is that like they're like oh they weren't priests and they weren't except Yemi was yeah (laughs) sadness things just went really wrong so wrong Boone asks him why he was in the chair and we find out in a season three episode called the man from Tallahassee when the reason why he was in the chair is because his dad pushed him out of a building what a head and he would have died if it wasn't for Jacob what that literally leaves me speechless whenever I think about like that yeah like you think that you're you have a shit dad at least your dad did not push you out of a window true exactly next i wanted to talk about the clearing that they kind of found that the plane is in that the plane falls into that ends up being like where the the pearl is underground oh yeah right that's right the mary statues just all that stuff about uh charlie and that the voice that Boone talks to is actually Bernard, but it's not Sam Anderson's voice because they hadn't cast him yet. <laughs> oh. oh, Bernard. Yeah. Bernard. Oh. And then Anna Lucia is just like, it's the others and they're trying to tri- trick us, but it wasn't. But like, justice for Anna Lucia. Okay, Bernard, Bernard and Rose are also one of my OTPs. I'm very happy yes. to say. Yes, yes. They always get forgotten. I know. Especially, like, even by me. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, crap. I love them so much. They're so awesome. I love them. They're, They're just, so like, good. the best. Rose is the best. Oh, mm-hmm. The best character on that show is Rose. Honestly. Yep. The next one I had was that uh, the nurse that talks to Locke after his surgery is actually the same nurse that uh, Jack talks to later in the series because they both work at the same hospital. Ah. How does this um, show do this? I know, right? It's incredible. It's amazing. And then uh, lastly is that the light turns on and it's actually just Desmond being like, who's banging on my hat? <laughs> yeah. Like Desmond Desmond turns on the light and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> Hi guys, it's Robin from the future again. Um, I just wanted to point out that what's going on with Desmond while Locke is banging on the hatch is that he's um, planning on potentially committing suicide and Locke stops him from doing that and we sort of forgot about that so I don't want it to seem like we are making light of that or saying that it's not a big deal or anything. I think we all just forgot. So um, yeah, continue on. We're almost done. I would be so mad if I were Desmond. So much oh sleep god. interrupted by some man screaming. Oh my god. He's like, I only have 108 minutes to sleep at a time, please. It's amazing that Desmond, like, how is Desmond not just filled with rage all the time? I think about everything. I think about that all the time. Like, like right? he was supposed to have a partner. Yeah. He was supposed to have a partner. I mean, like, just basically about his entire life. Like, if I were Desmond, I would just never yeah. be done being angry. I would be angry and I'd have gone insane. Oh, yes. Because it's like just, you just get into that really good sleep. Yeah. Alarm. Oh, my God. I mean, like, in doing that for years, like, but, like, actually, I'm pretty sure you would go insane. Like, because your brain is not programmed to work that way. Yeah. Man, all those years, you think you would have figured out, like, some kind of button, like, that would push the button for him what he needed okay you know those like little um those little like bird things with liquid in them that like that like yes he just needed to like set those up so that they like peck the numbers in the right order yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) see we figured it out how come desmond couldn't those are all my spoiler thoughts if you guys have any last ones and then we can move on oh well there's the one i was gonna say earlier where i I hope that in the, the the timeline where 
they Sawyer and Kate and Claire and uh, right. They go back. Uh, I, I hope that when Sawyer landed, the first thing he saw in the airport was like a bookstore with a display of book seven of Harry Potter. Oh, and he just like bought it and then like went to like went home and then just like read it straight through. Because it would have been around 2007. Yes. That's too funny. Yeah, I would <laughs> okay. love that. That would make my whole life. So who does he invite over to then binge watch all the movies? Oh, Ooh. well, I mean, gotta be Kate and Claire, right? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Lakitas, and he's like, they're like, Miles, Richard, whoever else was on the thing. Aaron is too young for this. Yeah. I think the whole gang, Desmond, you know, all of them just like get together. Yes. They're like, okay, Island Reunion, we're going to have, like, a little Island Reunion day where we binge watch all of the Harry Potter movies. Okay, but, like, if this happened now, like, he'd be, like, putting this on Instagram and, like, the Oceanic Six, like, stands would be like, oh my Uh, god, they're all together. (laughs) (laughs) They're all, like, wearing their house scarves. Yes! Oh my god, yes. And who would, okay, who would be live, who would have the best live tweet of this occasion? Ooh, Miles. I feel like Miles. Oh, yes, you're yeah. totally right. Miles would have the like the best. And then I feel like Desmond would just like tweet random things at random points. And like people would just be like trying to figure out what the f he was talking about. He'd be like, this isn't what Scotland looks like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He'd be like taking like pictures of like small objects in the room, yeah. like where they were, and people would be like, What is this of? And he'd just be like, <laughs> I don't know, I just thought it was nice. Okay, but P- Penny would okay. Penny would definitely have the best Instagram game, though. Yeah. Oh, my God, yes. She would be, it like... Would be perfectly curated recipes. Yes. Baby Charlie has his own Instagram account. Yes! yes. Oh, and then they get... And they'd be like, Charlie's too young for Harry Potter. And Sawyer would be like, no, he's not. Yep. You're never too young for Harry <laughs> never Potter. Never too young for Harry Potter. And then Aww. Vincent would also have his own Instagram, because obviously he went <gasps> home and he lives with Kate and Claire now. Yeah, Hurley brought yes. him back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this idea. <laughs> Guys, we did it. Hurley would also have a fun live tweet. Miles would be like the really snarky live tweet. Yeah. And then Hurley would just be like the super sweet, excited live tweet. So it's like someone would live tweet like Retta. Yes, exactly. Miles yeah. would live tweet like Retta. And Hurley would live tweet like Mallory Ortberg. <laughs> yep. Done. Like, Done. would just be like, I can't believe Fudge doesn't think that Voldemort's back. Yeah. And they'd all like be tweeting each other at the same time yes. to be like, really? I feel like it's pretty obvious. This is like, that's, that's I just want to like wrap myself up in this, in this like headcanon, like a blanket. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> be like, oh yes, I live here now. Yes. This fic. Where is it, please? Yeah. Who's going to write it for us? <gasps> Brittany. We oh. will. <laughs> <laughs> Through tweets. Epistolary is hacked. I have been volunteered. All right. Yes. Okay, fine. Okay. Uh, All right. Outro time? Yes. All right. Thank you, Aaron, so much for coming on the pod. Thank, Thank you for Aaron. having me. This was super duper fun. Yay. This Yay. was so much fun. So much fun. When you do your uh, rewatch, just let us know if uh, uh, an episode sticks out to you and we'll write you down for it if someone hasn't taken it already. Excellent. Find a really good Joyer episode. I know. Mm. I have to go back through and be like, where's the best Joyer episode? Oh, where's the one where Sawyer ends up telling Jack that he actually did meet his dad and Jack cries? <gasps> oh my God, Ooh. yes. That's a good one. Y'all know there's probably like a gift set out there, right? Oh, gotta be. Gotta be. I got, I'm, I'm gonna find it. <laughs> uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. 
And you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. If you follow me, I'll call the police. (laughs) (laughs) Stalking is illegal, people. Um, You can follow me at at reblogginghood, R-E, how do you spell it? (laughs) R-E-B-L-O-G-G-I-N-H-O-O-D. It's a portmanteau of reblogging and Robin Hood because when I joined Tumblr, I was, I joined for the BBC Robin Hood TV show fandom. And my husband made fun of me. He's like, cause all you do is on Tumblr is just reblog Robin Hood gift sets all day. And I was like, ha ha. And he's like, you should call yourself reblogging hood. And I was like, yeah, I should. And then I did. And that's who I am. <laughs> you guys are like that kind of like dad joke couple. <laughs> exactly. He was like making fun of me. And I was like, you jest, but bluff called. <laughs> <laughs> like you gave me far too much power <laughs> and exactly. uh, you can follow us at the aficionados on twitter facebook tumblr we don't do much on our tumblr but i'm gonna start posting <laughs> things on there and Redbubble and youtube soon because we're gonna see each other next week and we're gonna <laughs> vlog that's exciting and you can follow metastation on yeah. twitter and tumblr please go listen to metastation it is the best thing in the whole world it's pretty awesome i love it we it's yeah. we, if you like the hundred you'll like it if you like the hundred and you like two best friends vacillating wildly between really like educational philosophical discussions and then just you know whatever time zone nonsense, yeah. <laughs> time just zone complete nonsense. idiocy. Yeah, total idiocy. We're, we once had a long segment where it was just me making fun of how obsessed Claire was with the vases in Becca's house. Like I was, <laughs> I was like obsessed with it. I was like, why are they eating like 97 year old canned food? Like they're all going to die of botulism. And Claire was like, she has gorgeous vases, which basically tells you <laughs> all you need to know about me versus Claire. <laughs> Claire was in our group chat like, Brittany, look at these vases. And I'm like, girl, I'm already ahead of you. I've already found where I can buy them. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, you're all going to get lockjaw. <laughs> <laughs> so and that's the point. If we all, if we are, if we, if the apocalypse happens and we all wind up together, you guys can be in charge of decorating and I will be in charge of making sure that nobody dies of food poisoning. And I will um, be in the fetal Robin position will, in the corner. That's, yeah, that's, Robin that's will fine. either be crying or have sacrificed herself yes. already. That's cool. Yeah. Like Robin, you can just yeah. like name all of our all the like bugs that live in our cave and give them backstories. Great. That's a great. That's a great yeah. idea for her. Totally. <laughs> Done. Wow, that's the most helpful thing she could do. Sure. <laughs> Uh, you can donate to our Patreon um, at patreon.com slash theafficionados. All of the money that we get there goes straight back into the podcast, so we would appreciate it a lot because it's expensive to run three podcasts. It totally is. As a person who also who only has one podcast, yeah. like it, yeah. is, it does not cost $0 to have a podcast, people, so yeah. mm-hmm. give money. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> okay, love you, bye. You. Love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> I actually threw my hands up in the air to wave. Oh, I wave every time. But yeah. did you wave them like you just don't <laughs> care? Or did you wave them like you did care? I care a lot. Oh, okay. That's a good one.
This is the spoiler section for episode 120, Do No Harm, featuring Everett. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Okay, welcome to the spoilers section. Well, it's about time. Wow. Can we all just talk about how much we love Desmond? Oh, I love Desmond. Oh, yeah. 10 out of 10. Yeah, yeah. 10 out of 10. Like, Boone died so Desmond could be revealed. Thanks, Boone. So now we're going to do some listener thoughts. We have another message from Angela. Brittany, this is you. We are excited that we get messages from Angela. Yeah, I like Angela. She's going to be on the podcast next year. Okay, so this is from Angela, who is RL Writer's Block on Twitter. And her thought is, episodes 19 and 20 are probably the main reason I kept watching the show. It intrigued me that in a pre-Game of Thrones era, a show could decide to kill one of its main characters, and in such a way, too. It is certainly not ideal that they built a whole storyline with Locke and Boone so that Boone could find the plane, die, and reveal Locke's true character, but it is interesting anyway. And Boone is not even one of the five main characters, but because of his relationship with Shannon and Locke and his arguments with Saeed, he is kind of always around. I never thought Charlie was actually going to die in the first few episodes, for example, because it would have been a bold move. Too bold for even this show. So my thoughts is actually a question to you girls. What kind of impact did Boone's death have on you? Did something change in the way that you watched the show? So what she's citing with about the Charlie thing is uh, all the best cowboys have daddy issues with, which was episode 111, um, when they almost killed Charlie. Yeah. So there's that. What about you, Brittany? How do you feel about Boone's death? Honestly, like, when I first watched it, I was surprised that they were killing a main character, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't overly sad because I never got attached to Boone. I can't really, like, super remember how I felt the first time I watched it, but I know Boone was one of my favorite characters when I first watched. And I don't even remember why now that we've just been making fun of him just mercilessly (laughs) on this (laughs) podcast now. But, yeah, I I was really upset. But also, I think I've told this story before, fun fact... When uh, Jorge, who plays Hurley, told his mom that they were going to kill off a character in season one, uh, his mom said, oh, no, I hope it's not Sawyer. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jorge was like, okay. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Can't um, take yourself. I'm Jorge's mom. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah I, yeah, I wish I could remember. But now that I watch it, like, it's kind of fun to go back and watch season one, just knowing that Boone does come back quite a few times. Yeah. Like, we see him in season three in further instructions you know we see him in season six a bunch in the flash sideways oh that's right 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 right. just knowing that he comes back but like also watching the pilot and being like oh boone you're not you're not long for this world poor man um so i would say that it does kind of change the way that i watch the show after yeah after having seen it all it changes how i rewatch the show yeah 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 what do you think yeah, I don't know. I, I, like I said, like as you were saying, it's hard to remember what my first reaction was when I when I first mm-hmm. saw that episode. Part of me goes like, once you have finished the whole thing, you're like, in my opinion, I know that's that's that it's like Boone. Who who's who's Boone? <laughs> you're like, oh yeah, that guy that died. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, lots of other things happened in the five seasons after that, kind of top that, I yeah. guess. Uh, but at the time, you know, for if you're looking at season one, you know, that's that's a really crucial moment, and you're like, oh okay, now I know what the show's about, you know there's that potential that people can die. And that's kind of nice. And part of it's like, maybe his contract was just up. And, you know, they're just like, ah, what a good opportunity. to just Or, yeah, off. maybe he was just like, ooh, I got a better role on yeah. Vampire yeah. Diaries. So that's so. always an option. Yeah. But to, to me, it's like, okay, I I think it's sad to see a character go because you're like, ah, they're, you know, even though yeah. he does come back, it's like, ah, you, you kind of miss it. But I think in regards to like the whole six seasons, you're like, 
yeah, it, it, I'm kind of glad it happened because now it can happen to other people and that makes it a little more engaging. And that's kind of what's great about it is that like they're able to just take them off and it's like, okay, cool. But and it had a lot of meaning too. It wasn't just like, ah, someone comes running back, Boone, Boone died. Oh no, let's yeah. move on. It's like this was a big impact on a lot of other characters. Which it messes nice. up Shannon for a long time. Yes, it does. Yeah. But this kind of reminds me of something that always happens on the hundred. So spoilers for season two, if you haven't seen it yet, but there's a guy named Finn and he's, <laughs> he's like one of the main characters in season one. He's like a really big deal. And halfway through season two, he gets killed off. And I mean, first of all, great. Cause Finn was really annoying, but now I think like one, when Finn first got killed off, I kept thinking like, he's kind of like Boone in this way because he's like looking at it. Now you think often oh, has been so important in this show, but like knowing that the show is probably going to go on multiple seasons more thinking like Finn's going to be so minuscule in totally. the, yeah. in the scheme similar. of things. Um, spoilers for season three, a uh, character named Lincoln dies and Lincoln is a huge deal in the whole show. And now that we're like starting season five pretty quickly here, I'm just like, Man, remember when Lincoln was a thing? That's totally. that's a failure of the show, though, because the show remembers yeah, Lexa, Lincoln, but it doesn't remember Lincoln. Yeah, true. Um, to me, it feels more like uh, Ned Stark in Game of Thrones, where you're like, okay, so that's like a main character. Like they're they're not going to kill the main character, and then he f- but then they do fully dies. Yeah, and like his death basically sets off like the entire chain events of like the rest of the series. And in a lot of way, even though Boone wasn't as impactful a character as Ned Stark his death does set off a huge series of events like mm-hmm. throughout the rest of Lost because without that, like most of season two doesn't happen. Yeah, you could say like because Boone died, this happened and because that happened, this happened and because that happened, this happened and then, you know, you get to the end of the show and you're like, man, good thing Boone died. Boone had yep. to die for yep. the whole finale. He was a sacrifice that the island demanded. And then it's like the same thing with Charlie, right? Like even though it sucks and I don't love it. Sad. Like, Charlie had to die in order for certain things to happen too. Like Charlie had to die for a lot of Desmond's journey to happen. Yeah. A lot of people die so that Desmond can be a character. <laughs> yeah. Yep, What's that, that about? That happens. Well, I mean, Desmond ends up like being known as the best character on Lost. So, okay. That's he fine. is the best character on Lost. That's a fact. Let's, let's do some, let's do some spoilers thoughts. That's what we were doing. Yeah. Okay. But like, like I just like episode. being sassy. I'm just okay. giving you crap for no reason. Um, the first one I have is like Claire's asking how much longer until the raft and he's like I don't know a week and like beginning of the finale I think is when like our buddy Leslie Arst Arst shows up and he's like I'm a science teacher and I know (laughs) things about the wind and you guys should have left yesterday I just wanted to bring up him because I love him Ernst Got some Ernst on ya. Now I want to talk about Sarah's car crash. So it's interesting that they talk about this car crash and then they go to Shannon real quick because the car crash that Sarah was in was actually the car crash that killed Shannon's dad, Adam. Oh. Um, And then Jack was the one who had to make the decision, do I operate on this older man or this younger woman? And he chose to operate on Sarah. So theory if he had operated on shannon's dad he would have married fallen. shannon's dad he would have fallen. oh there you go there you go and boone's mom sabrina the piece of garbage uh she would have been like what the heck 
And maybe she would have been taken down a couple notches. Yeah, that would have been a humbling experience for her. That's They should redo it. With yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> I like this plot line much better. More gay, please. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Boone did a bunch of screaming, and you wanted to say something about that. Oh, yeah. Just that whole scene of getting your leg set back in place happens again with Locke after he time travels and breaks his leg open. True. And he yeah. bites on the thing. They have him bite on a thing. And then oh, he passes yeah. out. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. In Lockout. Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham, right? Uh, may In, like, Tunisia? Like, sure. Yes. yes. Oh, that's a good episode. And they set his leg again, and it cracks, and he goes, and right. then pff, out. So I was like, hey, we've seen this before. Yeah. Okay. That's it. That's all it was. Cool. It wasn't a big thing. Yeah. Jack plays the piano. And we learned Jack plays the piano in Flash Sideways. Jack's son plays the piano. David. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good it's job, like David. related. Yeah. Except he doesn't exist sometimes. Ooh, a fire. Okay, so Kate can make a fire at the beginning of season five when um, they've kind of lost everything because they've been jumping through time. Bernard and Rose just have like the hardest time making a heckin' fire uh, until Frogert gets a flaming arrow in the chest, but... Fire. It's just like cool that Kate can just like make it. Like I wonder if she has something to, I don't know. Powers? Maybe. Powers, magical Ooh. powers. I Maybe like she's answer. hiding matches. She's a lighter. She's special, like Walt. Christian talks about how beautiful Sarah is, and later, I don't remember the exact episode, but in later flashbacks, Jack suspects that Sarah is cheating on him, but she's actually cheating on him with some other dude, except he thinks it's his dad. And so he starts like following his dad all over the place, thinking that his dad is like getting with his wife. I think maybe Jack would have benefited from therapy. <laughs> I think so, too. But, like, it's actually a pretty cool moment when he's, you know, being an obsessive weirdo and he's calling every single person she's called recently on her call list or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, calls it and it's, like, his dad gets the phone call while he's, like, in the room. And Jack's like, oh, how dare. What, uh, what a reveal. Daddy. Yeah. It was you. And then Jack talks about what if he's not the husband or father that he wants to be. I just wanted to point out that Jack is a father in The Flash Sideways. Who's the mother of that kid? Juliet. I thought. Just thought I'd yawn directly into the mic. Uh, what is her blood type? What is her blood type? She probably knows. She's a doctor. She would know. Also, Kate ends up delivering... Kate delivers the baby that she ends up raising. I love that. I love that yeah. Kate is a mom. Yeah. But again, that's like the show, you, you kind of like start to wonder like, what the hell happened to Claire's plot line? I don't know. She wasn't in season five like at all. Yeah, it's just... And I'm not sure if It Emily started going off the or... rails there. Yeah. Um, my last spoiler point was just that like, he goes like, tell Shannon, and then he dies. And like, if Miles was here, he'd be able to tell us what he was going to say. But he wasn't here. I mean, is it as simple as, as it could be? You know, like... Tell her I love her kind of thing. Or yeah. is it something crazy? And those are the questions that yeah. we may never know. Like, also, who's up to everyone? Oh, wait. Because uh, we're not even going to get into that because that makes me too mad. But it's one of those things that's like, I'd love to talk with someone. And they'd probably be like, oh, that was like 10 years ago. Why do you care? <laughs> oh, you're right. I shouldn't care. Because, um, like, he gets the same thing when Juliet dies. And Juliet's like, Sawyer, I have something to tell you or whatever. And then she dies or whatever and Sawyer's like Miles tell me what she said and she said it worked and that's supposed to be like a whole thing about the flash sideways or whatever sorry Juliet never died so that never happened 
Mm, I know, I forgot you're in denial. Sorry. Yeah, that's neat. That's a neat plot line you just came up with. That's it. That's all she wrote. We did it! That's all I thought I got. I'm the only person who does extensive notes, so when I'm done, we're usually done. <laughs> okay. All right, then. <laughs> I usually, in the spoiler section, only ever want to talk about Desmond or Juliet. So. Yeah. All right, are we ready? Yeah. Good. Ever, thank you so much for coming on this episode. Yay! Yeah, thank you so uh, much. Uh, uh, thanks, guys. Yeah. It was really fun. We find you on the it was internet. fun. We already Tell did this. Again. We do oh, two episodes. Uh, find me on the Insta thing uh, at my name, Everett Sokol. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's it. Okay. That's it, guys. That's it. That's all <laughs> she wrote. Thing. Uh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Pretty much everywhere. <sighs> Sarah, I was yawning. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow at the Aficionados on a bunch of places because that's us. Ooh, and our website is theafficionados.com, which is dope because I just did a whole thing where I I just revamped the whole thing and I took a lot of time. So go look at it. Thanks. And you can also find our Patreon at patreon.com slash theafficionados. If you have any money to spare, um, that'd be cool because it's expensive to do this. Yes, it is. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Jeez, what was that? That's the best that one. Close enough. Are they cute? This is the spoiler section for episode 121, The Greater Good, featuring Britney's girlfriend, Sam. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Oh my god, let's talk about spoilers. Okay. Let's talk about Desmond. Sure, go this ahead. This literally all I ever want to talk about in the spoiler section is <laughs> I just want to talk about Desmond. Let me see some of the stuff that I have in here. Feels good. Feels organic. Ooh, the cemetery. Oop, the cemetery. Oh, the cemetery. Hawkward. The start of the cemetery. Oh, right. Yeah, it Remember? has like a specific name, but I can't. Remember when I that who was making thing. Ben dig his own grave in there? Uh, Alana. Oh, yeah. That was iconic. Yeah. Remember what happened to Nikki and Paolo in that cemetery? Yep. That was good times. And by good times, I mean terrible. That, uh, honestly, like, I explained this, like, on the Riverdale pod, for some reason, that's one of my biggest fears. Is getting buried Oh, alive. yeah. The buried same. alive thing. I enjoyed that episode, by the way. I listened to it on the way back here. Dang. Thank you, BB. I honestly, like, I listened to it, and I'm like, no one else is gonna think we're funny about us. No, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, good. <sighs> Um, okay, I found it. I loved it. how many times I got mentioned. <laughs> hair flip. Oh, you fancy. I love Who that you, she? like, heard the hair flip because I did it in real life. <laughs> I honestly did. <laughs> um, okay. okay. Middle section, Survivor's Graveyard. The survivors of Oceanic Flight 815 started a burial ground near their beach camp on day 20. The first person to be buried there was Scott Jackson, but the occupants quickly rose in number. <laughs> Eventually, <laughs> it was, like, called Boone's Graveyard or something. Um... Even though Scott was the first person to to be there. Get out. To Booneyard. Come on. It is set apart from the rest of the camp and lies just down the beach near Echo's Church. It's contained within a fence line constructed of logs and consists of numerous graves, all of which are marked by crosses constructed from tied together sticks. According to actor Jorge Garcia, the cast and crew refer to this graveyard as Boone Hill. Oh, Boone was the first main character to be buried there. An unused empty grave is also currently at the graveyard where Ben was forced to dig his own grave after Alana found out he killed Jacob. Ben later reconciled with Alana and avoided his death. And then Alana died. She blew up. It was funny. It wasn't funny. Sorry. <laughs> Robin! It wasn't funny. It was just ironic. Okay. 
Next one is that Charlie promises that no one will take Aaron from her, but in the finale, Danielle t- literally takes Aaron from her. And Charlie's yes. just like, oops, I promised, and has to go after her. Because Charlie's yep. a good man. He is good. Uh, Kate drugs Jack, and in an episode in season three called I Do, she does the same thing to Nathan Fillion. I mean, same. <laughs> no, no, bad. <laughs> bad thoughts. You just, you don't drug people to get out of awkward situations? No, I usually just go, I'm gonna go, and then I go. Okay, you fall asleep okay. to get out of awkward situations. Yeah, I'm the one wow. going to sleep. You are the one who drugs yourself. Yeah, I drug myself, <laughs> and I'm the one who goes to sleep, because I'm the one who's really thinking here. Uh, Charlie sings It's Bitsy Spider, and he says, drowned the spider out, and coincidentally, that's nope. how Charlie dies. Oh, no. 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 Uh... Walt brings up what if they get eaten by a shark and, uh, you know, Walt is just like, let's talk about animals and then they'll show up because uh, episode two of season two, Adrift, Michael and Sawyer have to, like, stay up above water so that a shark doesn't get them. But also, you know, like, realistically, sharks don't really give a crap about humans. Yeah. Also, that's the Dharma shark. The shark has, like, a Dharma logo on it. Then that shark, that shark might... Oh, well, then they basically trained it to be like, eat people, right? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) That poor shark. Nadia lives in California, which we know because later, I can't remember exactly which episode, potentially Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham, maybe? No, 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 it was before. What? When did that happen? Local woman has entire conversation with herself. Maybe it was before Locke even got in the wheelchair, because I know that he was standing. Oh, but he was in a wheelchair in Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham, so it was before he got in the wheelchair. Anyway, Nadia lives in California. Locke had a had a job where he had to come and, like, check pipes or check pressure on something. And, yeah. Okay. Okay. Do we think that Saeed wanting to change his flight or, like, whatever was the work of Jacob or was it no. Saeed? No, I think it was no. Saeed. I think that's 100% Saeed, and I think Saeed is one of the few people voluntarily on that island. But also, like, Jacob like, was going to get him on the island, like... Well, is Saeed on his list? Yes. Mm. Saeed's, like, number 15 or something. But how would Jacob have engineered, he like, would've... any of the, those circumstances? Yeah, I don't I don't even know. Well, it's, it depends on how powerful Jacob is. Like, I, th- I think Jacob probably would have found a way to delay that flight regardless. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay. Like, if Saeed got to the airport, he would find a way to delay that flight so that everyone... Until he ended up on the one the next day. Exactly. Because often flights fly the same pattern, then, like, the same, like, two days in a row. Yeah, well, yeah. So, yeah. If I were Jacob, I would pick Saeed. Oh, yeah. Saeed was number 16. That's a number. Yep. Um, Sure is. Speaking of Jacob... Yeah. Do you think it's Jacob's own entertainment that he makes it rain when it's dramatic things happen? Yeah. Um, I think, I think, yes. I think Jacob thinks it's funny. That would, that would check out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Speaking of the rain. Yeah. Because I've seen this show more than once, Shannon in the rain makes me nervous. Oof. Oh. With Saeed, too. Yeah. Oof. Yikes. Yeah. Like, every time I rewatch this episode... I forget for a minute that it's not that episode, and I'm like, ah, yeah. crap. 
And then I'm like, yeah. wait, Can never you imagine? mind. But still, ah, crap. Can you imagine if they killed off Boone and then literally in the next episode they killed off Shannon? That would have been horrible. too much. That would have been unrealistic, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. And shows these days will do it. And that's why we're getting burned out. Yep. It's because yeah. they keep pulling crap like that in order to keep the stuff up. And I'm like, yeah, I don't buy this, though. This is just bad writing. Yeah. Yeah. You got to space those deaths out. Mm-hmm. That's it. Should we do our outro? Yes. And then um, I have to pee. Thanks so much. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, Sam, thank you so much for coming on the episode. Thank you, Sam. Thank you so much. Yay. We'll see you next time. <laughs> I'm so excited. And in two weeks. I'll see you see literally you next week. actual with our eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-F-M-R-A-Y. Everybody's everywhere. Did you know that I always say that with you? I, I, I went super fast this time. I know that she always says it with you because I've been with her when you guys record. <laughs> and I want her to mouth it. <laughs> She'll also mouth your intro. I do because I haven't memorized. So do I. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I don't know why you would, but um, at, at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. That was legible. You have the most followers out of the three of us. Yeah. And I couldn't tell you why. No, me neither. Um, okay, so <laughs> you can also follow at the aficionados on a bunch of places. That's us. Um, I'm not speaking to Robin anymore, so Sam, please relay my goodbye to Robin. Robin, Brittany says bye. Okay, uh, then next month's Patreon goes entirely to me. So, uh, yeah, just <laughs> please donate to our Patreon um, so that you can pay me, me only. <laughs> uh, okay, love you, bye. Oh, wait, Sam, what's your Twitter? <laughs> it's uh, at Sam Casey's, which is S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. That's my name. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> Love you, bye. Okay, enjoy you a moderately amount. Bye. Bye. I love my, our listeners and not you. Got it. Hey, what about yeah, me? what else is new? Of course I love you. Okay, thanks. Gross. Love you too. <laughs> okay, bye. 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 <laughs> Turnip head. This is the spoiler section for episode 122, Born to Run, also featuring Sam. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. Spoilers, spoilers, gonna talk spoilers. This is where Sarah sings us a song. Welcome to the spoiler <laughs> section. Hi. Poor Sarah. Oh, hi. Let's go through my... I see you guys have written down some points already. Do you guys want to talk about those first? Uh, sure. I did not write those. Did you write I did those? it. Okay. I was going to be like, well, I didn't. I was like, who wrote that? Me. Alrighty. So the first thing that I had down here was that uh, Kate uses the name Joan Hart, and she actually ends up using that again in season six in an episode called What Kate Does. Does. Yeah. There's an episode in season two oh. called What Kate Did, and there's an episode in season six called What Kate Does, so I'm just checking to make sure it was that. Um, but yeah, so she uses that one again. What, nice. is, what does she use the name for? Okay, so Claire goes into like a half labor and then she has to take her to the hospital and then the police officers come in and they say, hey, um, have you seen Miss Hart? And she's like, what? And she's like, the lady who you signed in with, Joan Hart, we're looking for her. And Claire's like, oh yeah, um, yeah, she's just a cab driver. Um, She left. Oh my God, okay. So yeah, that's it. Um, the next one is that Charlie talks about the drive shaft record spike in sales and such. When Naomi comes down to the island and everything, she's just like, hey, are you the guy from drive shaft? And he's like, yeah. She's like, man, they had a huge thing. 
Like, there was a Greatest Hits album that came out. Like, when you died, everyone was freaking out. So, like, this, it, it actually happened. He was right. Yeah. I love him so much. Okay, the next one is that ours was lying. Let me go ahead and pull up that thing about him lying and why he lied. Do, 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 do. Found it. So, what we got for Tropical Depression... Uh, Arst admits he made up the story about the monsoon season because he wanted them to launch the raft as soon as possible. He then tells an uncomfortable Michael that he went to Sydney to meet a woman who he had met on the internet, but that she disappeared during their first dinner in a restaurant. The worst part is he could have stayed and visited some bars in Sydney, but instead he booked an early flight back to Los Angeles on Oceanic Flight 815. Michael says he would love to feel sorry for him, but none of them wanted to be on, on the island. Arst apologizes for lying and Michael leaves saying the raft is finished and they're going to bring back help. So I think he was literally just lying because he wanted to get off the island faster. Yeah. So. Which is just danger, 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 danger. Yeah. I feel like he has a habit of just doing things. Like mansplaining things that get him in trouble. Right. No, yeah, that sounds like him. Like he mansplains the weather in order to get them to leave faster. And then he mansplains some bombs and dies. Right? He blows up, right? He heckin' blows up and Curly says, you got some arst on ya. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and he mansplains spiders, too. Yep. And he's mansplaining all over the place in season six when he's colleagues with Ben, too. Yeah. Oh, God. Ben must hate him. They're I've actually pretty this. good friends in season six. Oh. Yeah. It's cute. Saeed talks about how it was never meant to be opened from the outside. Which, I mean, I feel like they should listen to. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know that it says quarantine as of right now. Yeah, that's true. And Desmond doesn't want out. I mean, the the funniest thing about the hatch, I think, is that, like, there's a back door that they just never found. Where is the back door? I think it's just, like, a couple feet over, like... It's like a legit just like a door that Desmond goes through. And at one point Faraday knocks on and Desmond comes out. Yeah. I don't know how, like when Desmond is down there, how does he use that door? Like, does he think about it at all? Use the back door or, or use he, the hatch? Like when Desmond would go out, is does he go out through the door? No, he goes throughout the back door. Yeah, the back door. Okay, so he would use that when he was down there. Like, when he went out in the hazmat. Right, and so, like, the hatch is kind of something he's not even thinking about. Like, I don't so even know the- why the hatch was made. Like, when I'm thinking back to season five and how Radzinski has has designed this hatch and everything, and they're making the actual hatch, like, when the incident occurs, I don't know what the point of the hatch is if they're going to have a back door. I mean, it's probably always that you need two exits. Right, I guess that makes sense, yeah. Well, I think, I mean, it was probably also part of, like, the mental experience experiment on whoever was in there yeah Yeah, you're right okay the new kids on the block lunchbox uh we see once again we see tom brennan only one other time in this series which is in the incident the season five finale when he and kate are stealing the new kids on the block lunchbox and um they get caught so jacob buys it for them oh my god i never connected that yeah Also, I like that a lot of this season is tied in quite tightly to season five. Yeah, it really is. Like, more than I think other seasons mm-hmm. are. I love that it all comes back to, like, yeah. the original. Kate t- 
talks about how like past Kate says that she she always wants to run and you know why. And we know that's because of her stepfather who ends up being her yeah. actual father, Wayne, who's the person that she ends up murdering. That's I my mean, girl. Mood. Walt tells Locke oh. not to open the hatch. What do we think Walt saw if this is a premonition? I think Walt saw the entire future. I wonder if Walt saw like the end of season two when the hatch like blew up. Yeah, that's Possibly. what I'm thinking. Or something like that. Because, like, if he just saw Desmond down there chilling, there's no reason to be afraid of that guy. Yeah. But if he sees all the way forward, then he sees the chain of events that happened after the hatch opens, which is Locke dying. Oh. Right. But then why does he say, no, we should leave the island if he has seen himself be taken by the others? Because I don't think he sees himself being taken by the others. I think he just... I think the way Walt's powers work is what he, when he touches someone, he sees their specific future. Okay, okay. So I think he specifically sees the bad things that happen to Locke, but he doesn't see the things that happen to himself. Okay. That's fair. That's the only way I can think to make sense of it. Because they don't ever really explain what the hell is going on with Walt. No, not really. True. Like, that's probably the biggest mystery of Lost. Diane yells, help. And in an episode called Left Behind, which I believe is in season three, Kate goes to, like, her and Cassidy make this ruse so that Diane will go in the back and Kate's there to talk to her. And Diane's, like, yelling at Kate saying, the next time I see you, I'm going to yell for help. Oh. Because you're terrifying. You're not the daughter that I had or whatever. Ouch. Yeah. And so she does. Well, like, she's that's really terrifying. But also, afterward, like, when Kate is one of the Oceanic Six, then her mom stops being the chief witness so that Kate doesn't go to jail. So that she can meet her grandson, who isn't actually her grandson, but yeah. <laughs> Which I think is, like, her way of trying to repair some of the stuff that went wrong between them. Yeah. Um, second, lastly, uh, Sawyer says that there's nothing worth staying for. And then later he chooses not to go like on the freighter because there's nothing worth leaving for. Because Juliet. Or like there's nothing left on the, like what's the point of leaving when there's nothing on the mainland or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And his everything is already there. Yeah. He hasn't met her yet. He just needs to know that the love of his life is waiting for him and they can go Dutch. Uh, yep. Uh, and then the last one I had was just Walt saying that they, uh, should go on the raft and wondering why he said that or whatever, but we kind of already talked about it. Yeah. Oh, Walt. I wish I understood Walt more. Yeah. But of course, you know, Malcolm started growing up too fast and they were like, well, that's what you get when you use child actors. You got to get rid of them. <laughs> but it's like, honestly, you could use, like, if Walt's already a supernatural being, basically... You could explain away a lot of what happens with him. Him, like, growing up so fast and yeah. such. Yeah. Yeah, and especially since the island, like, fusses with time travel mess. Exactly. Like, he could move into the future and... Yeah, like, it's stuff. future Walt. Like, Walt disappears, and you're like, what the hell? And then Walt reappears, and then the big mystery is, oh, who is this older Walt? Right. Exactly. Taller ghost Walt. Exactly. Yeah. Our coastal. See, we did a better job than they did. <laughs> and it took us five seconds. How does an entire writer's room not come up with this solution? I don't know. Maybe Malcolm wanted to go. I don't know. Mm, maybe. Okay, Sam, thank you so much for coming on the pod. Thank, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. You want to tell Yay! us what your Twitter is again one more time? It is Sam Casey's, which is my name. Dope. 
S-A-M-C-A-S-E-Y-S. Um, oh, you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y. Pretty much everywhere. And you can follow me at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. You can follow at the Aficionados on most places. Just search us. Yeah, you'll find us. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Aficionados. Help! Thanks. <laughs> help! I need somebody help. Not just anybody. Help. You know I need someone. Help. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. (laughs) Get your hands off me, boy. Thank you so much for listening. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Stay tuned for more spoiler sections coming soon. While you're waiting for season two, we've got some other podcasts. If you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show too. We've talked all about season four and season five will be coming soon. If it hasn't started already by the time that I put this up, I don't know. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we'd like to talk about that show too. We talked all about season one and maybe by the time this goes up, we'll be done season two. We also recently posted an interview with Andrea Gabriel, who played Nadia, so you gotta go check that out. You can follow at the Aficionados all over the place. Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, but mostly Twitter. You can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey, that's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y, pretty much everywhere. You can follow Brittany at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. Our guest social medias will all be included in the description. If you like what we do here, please consider donating at patreon.com slash theafficionados. It's expensive to run so many podcasts, so if you're a fan, consider donating. Okay, love you, bye!